1: To take our testimony, and uh, we have a sister amongst us. She goes by the name Elizabeth La. Is Elizabeth here? All right. She has a testimony. God has been good to her, just as God is going to be good to you. Her testimony will be a prophecy for your own life.
2: Amen. Good morning, everyone. Please, my name is Elizabeth La. I'm in P-Zone, and my pastor's name is ZP Ernest. My testimony is based on the life I now live. I came to Adenta here to visit my sister. I didn't plan on staying. But along the life, things got to change, and I decided to stay. So, when I came to Accra, I already have friends around whom I used to go out. We chill a lot. I mean, almost every day, we go out and go and chill. So, <laughs> there was this time that my sister took me to meet her pastor. So, I met his pastor who was then pastoring at news site. So, through her, I got to know him. And he invited me to his house one day. So along the line, when I was going in, I was chatting on my phone before I got to her place. So when I got there, I greeted and he said, I should see he asked of how I'm doing. And he asked for my phone. I was like, really? Someone that I hardly know. And I just said, Lo, no, let me just give the phone to him. So he went through all... My WhatsApp messages and everything. And he was very sad. I saw it in his eyes. So he just... I thought he's going to blast me or something like that. But he encouraged me. He told me that I can come out from the life that I'm living. And I was even... At that moment, I wasn't feeling anything for what he was saying. So I got home. And I sat down and I thought of it. And I said, what my pastor is saying is true. I can come out from it. So through him, I became a good Christian. Through him, now I'm a shepherd. And I want to thank God for saving me. And now the life I now live. I mean, church is more chilling than what I used to do first. Now I'm enjoying a good life, a better life. A life far better than what I used to. And I want to thank my pastor so much. And I also want to thank Bishop for preaching such a wonderful message. And I want to encourage each and every one here. That find yourself doing something in the house of God. Join a group and your life will never be the same. And I want to also thank my pastor here for always teaching us the word. Amen. Amen.
1: Put your hands together for the Lord. Wow. The life I now live. Turn around and ask your neighbor, what kind of life do you live now? Is it the old life? Or it is a new life in Christ? Believe God for the old life to die and let the life of Christ come alive in you. Thank you.
3: Things of earth would go straight in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon. Look for in his wonderful face. And the things, oh man, would grow strangely deep in the light of his glory. Glory. Oh, i mm-hmm.
4: To be in church this morning, are you happy to be in church this morning? Can you put your hands together again to show you are happy? Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands for the choir to bless us with a song. You may be seated. Clap your hands for them again. Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20. I would like everyone to learn to memorize this verse. It's a very important and a basic Christian living scripture. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God. Who loved me. And gave himself. For me, this verse sums up the Christian experience and our spiritual lives, and that is why I have borrowed a phrase from this verse as the title for the very important series I'm sharing with you. And when I come to the end of the series, you must make sure you have all the messages. Actually, you can start piling them up. Because I'm going to be going into a few things. And the title is The Life I Now Live. The life. That's the song they sang. The life I now live. And the emphasis is on now. Amen. Now. The life I now live. There must be a life you now live that is different from the life You lived before. Amen. When you become a Christian. When you become born again. You experience a new life. And it is that life. I'm trusting the Lord to explain to you. For you to understand the nature of the life. You are living now. Because many Christians are not aware that there is a life you now live That should be very different from the life you once lived 2 Corinthians 5.17 says There is an old life which must pass away It must pass away. You cannot consider yourself a Christian and have a mixture of the old life and the new life. You can't. You'll be wasting your time. You'll be deceiving yourself. There is a life you lived before you got born again. And that life must be different. You cannot call yourself a born again Christian. And continue to live your life as you lived before. So the journey we are on is to understand this life we now live. It's a life. It's a life. It's a day to day living. That is why I was very careful last week, as I introduced this subject to you, to help you to understand that attending church is not all Christianity, it's about. The Christian life is not about going to church. And I think I, I feel very good saying this and looking into your eyes. Yes. The Christian life is far, far bigger than going to church. The comparison is like a basketball compared to a pinhead. The head of a pin and a basketball. Big difference, it's part of it, but that's not all. And there are many Christians who have reduced Christianity to Sunday church attendance, it takes us nowhere. It takes us nowhere. So, I'm trusting the Lord that He will grant us understanding and revelation. Into this life we now live. So last week, I I introduced this subject by helping you to understand that we cannot talk about this life. See, today we are going to start talking about this life. But I could never have preached what I'm about to preach today last week because you can't talk about this life. Without talking about this death. It is the dying that gives you the life. Without the dying part, there is no the living part. So, so, so the, the, the introduction of this verse says, I am crucified with Christ. Straight to the point. Non-negotiable. He introduces himself because he is he's, he's going to talk about a life. And so he, he, he had to help the readers to understand that the life in Christ begins with death in Christ. So his opening statement was I am crucified with Christ. Even though you see me living, to paraphrase it, the the next verse says, nevertheless I live. To paraphrase it, we can say even though you see me living, I have been dead before I am living now. Even though tomorrow morning you will see me in traffic, going to work in Accra. Even though you see me driving my car. Even though you see me eating at the choba. I have died before I'm living this life. That is why last week we went into. Things that must die in your life. If you cannot talk about things that must die in your life. Then you are not really a Christian. You should be able to say that I used to live like this and it's dead. You see that girl standing there, that nice black girl standing there at the back. Yes, she was my girlfriend. She was my girl, she was staying with me. But right now, that relationship is dead. That is the testimony a Christian must share. Not that you got your passport in 14 hours, or you went to American Embassy and got your visa. Yeah, the real testimony of a believer. Is that when we are driving by a nightclub You point and say This is the place I used to spend my weekends Friday to Sunday morning But today I spend my weekends In the house of God The life I now live Is different from the life I used to live So having dealt with that And I will encourage you as I said, as I share, you get the messages, have a collection, and keep listening because <laughs> there is no Christianity with this, without this teaching. You cannot call yourself a Christian if you don't know these teachings. So, you die first. Your old life must die. Your sinful life must die. Your Ungodly relationships must die. Even your ambitions, your vision for your life, your plans, your personal goals. Yeah, you must put them aside. They must die. Because it is likely to be incompatible with your, with your life now. Yeah. So today, I'm talking about faith. The life I now live. We can't start discussing this life without the foundation on which the Christian life is built. So he says, the life which I now live in the flesh Or as a human being, I live this life by the faith of the Son of God. (laughs) This is how I live. It's like a car. This is how a car moves, it moves on petrol or on diesel. Any car you see moving is powered by some type of energy fossil fuel, solar panels, electricity, electrical power. Now we've got electric cars, but it moves on something. Our Christian life see, he, he, this, this scripture is very clear it says, "The life which I now live, I live it by the faith of the Son of God." So it is very important for you to understand that faith is the fuel. For the Christian life So today I'm going to explain to you What this faith is about A Christian must have faith So we go to How The Bible Helps us to understand faith But when we say faith It is Basically, your ability to see and to believe in things that cannot be seen with the eye. The ability of a Christian to believe. That something you cannot see, that is something you cannot hold, exists. Without faith, there is no Christianity. If you want to be a Christian, you must have that ability to believe in. And and I've given you a very general definition. So, we are going to go into specifics. But the general definition is that you must have the ability to believe in something you cannot see. Generally. Because I can see this pulpit. So, it exists. I see the light. It exists. So I see it. It's hanging up there. But in Christianity, you must have the ability to believe that there is a fluorescent light up here when physically you can't see it. You believe it that it is there. Everything we do as Christians. Takes its Strength From faith So the writer of Hebrews Put it in Verse 1 of Hebrews 11 That's the scripture I want to use To explain faith Because Paul says that The life I now live I am living this life Every day By faith It is by faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Look, because the Christian life Has a lot to do with unseen things. And I'm going to break it down. A lot of what we are about is unseen. So so Paul says that, I mean, if you see me today as a Christian, I am living as a Christian by the faith. The faith of the Son of God. A Christian who is living this life, the life you now live, you must have faith. F- and faith is the substance. If you won't say substance. Substance is something material. Substance. Like this is a substance cloth, foam, wood. Substance. This substance is plastic. Plastic Yes The substance is glass Physical Now faith Is the substance Of things hoped for And I'm going to show you the hope of a Christian Yes because Today's pastor Has successfully degraded faith to be the substance of money you are believing God for. Or a wife you are trusting God to have. Or a visa you are believing God for. It may come in once in a while. But the main Substance of faith Is for a hope A hope But will come there So that is faith It is Something you are hoping for You've not seen it But the faith in your heart Is the substance It's like when they ask you what and why you believe what you believe, you share your faith as the substance. is the evidence. It's like when I get my statement, my bank statement, from Ghana Commercial Bank, that my balance is 506 Ghana cities. When I come and tell you, look, I've got 506 Ghana cities. I'm a rich man, 506. Don't joke with me. Say, so, oh, say. Where is your 506? Because I can't see any i mean money bulging from your pockets. Because the, the real money is 506 Ghana cities. That's the real money. The, the, the real thing is 506 that we can use to buy uh, onions, use to buy... Yams, we can use to buy shoes. So, when you ask me that, ah, sir, do you really have five or six cities? Because I can't see any money around on you. Then I pull out my bank statement as the evidence that I have that money in the bank. In the case of the bank, it is a sheet of paper. But when it comes to Christianity, we don't produce any paper. It is inside your heart as a belief that it exists. So the New Living Translation says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. actually happen it gives us assurance about things we cannot see now so why is faith necessary number 1 why is faith necessary faith is necessary for a christian because number 1 our Christian life is based on past events we were not alive to see. Past events that is Christianity. you see us walking around calling ourselves born again the born again experience is based on past events something which happened 2,000 years ago something which happened 6,000 years ago Something which happened when the world was being created. We see we we, we are believers, see, our beliefs are in some past tense events, and if you don't have faith, you will not believe in the things of the past. Paul says in First Corinthians 15. Verse 3. It says, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. I also received what I am delivering to you. Now, how that Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures. We were all born To our parents we came to this earth To meet a book And the book says that A certain man called Jesus Christ (laughs) He died (laughs) And so what Is he the only one who has died (laughs) I mean is Jesus Christ the only one who has died But we believe, we believe that this man how he was born how he lived his life the things he said the things he did clearly point to the fact that he was Sent from God He came And he died And we believe it That his death By shedding his blood On the cross The blood First of all we believe that he died on the cross Yes We don't believe that he he died Of cancer Or he died of a stroke You see, this is the faith. That's why Paul says that we are fools for Christ. Because the things we believe are things that honestly, somebody can actually call you a fool. Verse 4. verse 4. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 4. And that he was buried. And that he rose again. These are the things we believe. And it is, what's the evidence? It is in our hearts. That he rose again the third day according to scriptures. If you cannot believe this You cannot be a Christian Yes Basic That's why he says that The life I now live I live by the faith That's, I believe some things that we can't see it's, like we, it's not like Jesus Christ died yesterday That we are all at Amrania a, a football park and he was there. He, he was on the cross. We saw it. We saw that he died. We saw blood dripping. We didn't see. We have all grown up to come to believe a story. But that is the basis. So if you cannot believe this, you are exempted from the Christian life. You cannot talk about the life. Here, here, we believe such things. We believe, this is, look, this is all the things we do. Somersaulting, sinking, rising up and down, going, shouting. It's all based on this belief. The next reason why we must have faith is that our Christian life is based on Events of the future. Events of the future. Revelations 20, verse 11. I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth. And the heaven fled away, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. This is what we believe. And the books were opened. (laughs) We believe that there are some books. So, why is the book? It is somewhere. (laughs) Yes (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is, you see, that's why I'm saying that. If you find somebody, when you see when you see a Christian, you are seeing somebody with certain beliefs. It's not just somebody who went to school. this adult college he passed his exams he went to the university did finance and, and accounting whatever and he has now he's got a job in the bank and so on no we apart from going to school to learn chemistry and accounting we believe such things that another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books According to their works, we believe it that even when you die, you are not dead, you will wake up again for a judgment. If you can't believe such things, you can't be a Christian. Please go home. This is what we believe that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after death, there is judgment. As I stand here, I believe if you were to tell me that the judgment will be at the Accra High Court supreme court i know the building is there i know some judges and i know that the, the <laughs> hmm. Hmm. but so you ask me so so why will the judgment take place with supreme court there's no supreme court there is a place We believe that everybody, when you die, you are not dead. That all dead people are still alive. Waiting for their judgment. Because to be judged, you must be awake. That's a faith. As you see me this morning, going up and down. This is what I believe. I believe that. You see, as I'm going up and down, my actions will be judged one day. This is the life I now live Before I came to be born again I did not believe such nonsense But now I believe such nonsense Yes That's why The world they see this as foolishness The life I now live We believe things that don't make sense to the world Yet we believe That, that there is a book <laughs> your name must be in that book, and we believe that there is also an eraser line by the book. Yeah, yes, we believe that your name when it is written in the book, it is not permanent, that the, that name can be blotted out. That's what we believe. And also I said. this life I live. I live by the faith. That is, believing things that don't make sense. Things you can't see, you can't hold, you can't touch. Why is the book? Why is the book of life? Is it in the bishop's office? Why is it? Why is it? I cannot see that book, but faith in my heart makes me believe that there is a book. That one day, that book will be opened. If you cannot believe this basic thing, oh yeah, go home. Yes, we believe Verse 13 of Revelation 20 The next verse said, The sea gave up the dead which were in it And death and hell Delivered up the dead which were in them And they were judged Every man according to their works That is what we believe We believe in verse 14 It says and death and hell Were cast into the lake of fire And this is the second death We believe that there is hell And the most powerful belief that we don't just believe that there is hell. We just believe there is a lake of fire. But we believe in the next verse. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. But if your name is not in the book. You will burn like kebab forever. That's all you believe. No, listen to me. And you see, these beliefs. Make us do the things we do. It's not because we don't know how to steal. What is stealing? Is it not putting your hand into somebody's bag and taking money from it. Is that not stealing? Uh, But but, but, but. can my hand move? Can my hand go down? Can it enter a bag? Can it take money? So why wouldn't I do that? Because I believe in something going to happen in the future which will be based on what I'm trying to do right now. So that belief Prevents me. Wow. It prevents me. Wow. That's a faith. If you are not prepared to believe such things, please go home. The life we now live, we believe. Number three. Number three. Number three. Our Christian life, why we need faith is that our Christian life is based on unseen realities. Second Corinthians 4:16. That is the Christianity, Christian life, the life we now live. <laughs> we, 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 we believe in unseen things, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. (laughs) That there is a man inside the man. 17. For our light affliction, which is for a moment, worketh far and far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, whatever it means. Verse 18. This is the Christian life. while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In the Christian life, we look at things, you see, We are looking at something. Normally in life, we look at a car. We look at a boy, a girl, a pen, a house, a chair. But in the Christian life, we look at things which are not seen. We are looking at unseen things. That's a Christian life. We are looking at the rewards. We are looking at blessings. And that is our relationship with God. Why do you think somebody will will take the trouble to make soup? His mother will make soup for him. Trying to make the soup faster than his other brother. Then they will go and kill an animal and cover his body... With the fear of the animal. All of it. Just to hear words from a father. Words. Not. It's not that he's it's even making the soup. So that the father will give him. Uh, uh, some indentures. For, for some lands. Or some money. Just words. Words which are spoken. You can't even see. But you believe that those words. Which are being spoken. Have a more direct impact on your life. Than going to the university. We believe. We believe. When I've got only five Ghana cities and I see we need and I bless you with the five Ghana cities, it's not that I'm a fool. I'm doing it believing that what I'm doing well, is it's a seed. It's also a seed. The seeds are not just corn and rice and wheat and maize and beans seeds. That our actions are seeds. That one you sow, you reap. We believe on seeing things. We believe it. That there is something you can do. We can create a problem for your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children to the third and fourth generation. We believe. So it guides our behavior. Number four. Faith is necessary because it helps us to receive God's promises. The things God has promised us. The check we write to cash God's promises is faith. Romans 4:16 I like the new living translation. Romans 4:16 It said, so the promise is received by faith. <laughs> the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean. When God told him. I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed. In the God who brings the dead back to life. And who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping because he had faith. Is the evidence of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, That's how many descendants you will have. Verse 19, And Abraham's faith did not weaken even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced. That God is able to do whatever he promises. That what God has promised you. He is able to do it. Want to read the Bible? There are many promises. And if you don't have that ability to believe in unseen things. A man who is 100 years. You don't even have a child. And you are going to be called the father of many nations. And and anytime we read the Bible. I'm not talking about faith in believing a man who has promised to marry you. Do you get the point I'm making? Yeah. We Faith is in believing the promises of God. When you read the Bible there are promises That's why I'm, I'm a pastor That's why I'm, I'm I'm preaching today There are promises for people Who serve God And I believe in them <laughs> Even when I've not seen them The Bible in, in Hebrews 11 Talks about people who died Not even seeing the things They believed God for But it was still counted righteousness. They were still in the hall of faith. My dear friend, number five. This faith, this faith that is based on believing in unseen things of the past. Christ who died, things of the future, which is based on believing God's promises this faith finally it comes by hearing the word of God Romans 10:17 so then so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God that the more you hear God's word the more faith builds up in you. That is why we come to church on Sunday. That is why we are in church on Tuesday. That is why we attend conventions. Because this faith, without which we cannot call ourselves Christians, this faith, it comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And I got born again 32 years ago. I've still not stopped hearing. Because it's here. Faith comes not by hearing once. Hearing and hearing. Hearing and hearing. Wow. Wow. Literally. Even though this one says it comes by hearing, then it explains that the hearing is not the words of politicians. The promises of a president. But by hearing the word of God. But it is just interesting that we see the word hearing twice. That all your life, you must hear and hear, hear and hear. You don't hear once. You hear and hear and here, and here. That's not what this verse is saying, though. But I'm just telling you that faith, it makes you continually you see, because if you don't hear the word of God, the words of men will put fear in you. Newspapers will destroy your, your life. That says the, the one who observes the wind will not sow. That's why we come to church. That's why we sit down for a pastor to preach. Each time a pastor opens the Bible and speaks from the word of God, he is transmitting faith in you. No matter the subject he is teaching on. Anytime the word of God is preached, faith is being transmitted. Pastors are agents of faith. And without faith, without this faith, you cannot even start your life as a Christian. Without this faith, you cannot even please God. You cannot please God. God will not be happy with you. Ladies and gentlemen, today... God is speaking clearly to you. You must be a man of faith. Look, when you see people who tie bombs to themselves, and blow themselves up you may think they are wicked but they are not wicked you you must watch the news when their neighbors are interviewed he's a good man he's a very good man some have got wives one of them, his wife, was pregnant. One of them, I think, he had just been married. Just, they just had had their wedding. They are not bad people. They are just believers. Yes. Just as you also have your Bible, they also have their book. them to kill people who are infidels. Uh, then, then I can also be described as somebody who is very wicked. I mean, I'm a medical doctor. I mean, if I was in America by now, I mean, every month I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll be a millionaire by now at my age. having practiced medicine for over 25 years. I mean, I'll be a millionaire by now. I've gone to marry somebody's daughter, impregnated her three times. Even at a point, she was even helping me to go to school. Yes, I finished all this thing for us to go to America and earn money. Now I say I'm a pastor. then then, then I can also be described as a very unreasonable man. But that is what I believe. I believe in serving God. You see, when you believe things, Your faith is what makes you behave in a certain way. When I see a person who comes to church only on Sunday, I see a person whose belief is not deep. You are you are so shallow. We can't find a word for you. You are yet to be a believer. Yes, yes. Because the people who believe what they believe is like they read a scripture and they believe it. That you must pray five times a day. They believe that once in your lifetime you must go to their country. the holy sites. They believe. Because you cannot talk about Christianity without believing. You see it is faith. It is what you believe. It is like a girl. A girl who is not married, 32 years old. You don't have a husband. And a man comes to say that he's marrying, he wants to marry you. You look at him up and say, He doesn't go to church. He's not born again, so you won't marry him. What nonsense is that? I mean, a good man who has got an MBA, all he has is that he doesn't go to church, he doesn't believe in God. What has marriage got to do with believing in God? But you believe that you cannot be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. So, so see, I'm saying that, I'm saying that, I'm saying that this life we now live in, we have things we believe. And you better join us to believe the things we believe. Because without it, you can't talk about the life you now live. He said, the life I now live. I want to ask you, what do you believe? And does it show in your life? What about your life shows that you believe the things you believe? What steps have you taken? Because the faith, without works, it is dead. Without works. Without, without, without a commensurate activity to back your faith. Faith is not just uh, using wax. Without works. You cannot say you have faith. He says, show me. James says that. Show me your faith. By your works. My Christian brother. My Christian sister, what are the things you are doing because of what you believe? I thank God for these pastors. They've all got problems in their lives. But something they believe makes them take the steps they are taking. Ah. And I'm saying that where? You too. Where are your works? Without so, so, so those in the other religion, they show their... So, so, when you hear some of their priests condemning killings, they are not proper believers. Yes, yes. Any priest of that religion Which says that what they have done is wrong. It's not a genuine belief. The genuine ones, they know. They know that it is written in their their holy books. That a genuine genuine believer in that book cannot stand up and say that killing infidels is wrong. It is in their books. We have not. Our book does not tell us to kill. Our book tells us to live a holy life. Our book tells us to deny ourselves. Our book tells us to lose. Our book tells us to give up. And I'm asking you, as a Christian, what are the steps? Can you say, and can you point to something you gave up? Because of what you believe. Something that was legitimately yours. Says, if any man wants to come after me, Let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. That's a Christian life. It's it's not just coming to church, coming to sit in church, give an offering with your nice hair. What is your life? What's your life like? Tomorrow morning, what is your life like? Tonight, what is your life like? Next week, what is your life? What decisions are you taking? Do you really believe in heaven? Do you really believe in hell? Do you really believe in judgment? Do you really believe? If you believe it, it will show in the life you now live. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Rise to our feet. Lift your hands and just pray and ask the Lord. To help you to be a woman of faith, a man of faith, lift your hands. A believer, Lord, I want to be a believer. I want to be a believer. Yes, believe on seeing things. next time I'm going to move into life in the spirit
1: yes life in the spirit
4: we believe we believe in Jesus we believe he died we believe he tells we believe in his words we believe in holiness we believe we believe we believe that sin destroys we believe in righteousness. We believe in sacrifice. We believe. Lift your hands and pray as you close. Ask him, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you. thank you in Jesus name please put your hands down every eye closed, every head bowed somebody here today you want to put your faith in Jesus you want to say pastor I want to give my life to Christ I want to be a believer I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ I'm not born again And as every eye is closed, every head is bowed, if you are here, you want me to pray with you to give your life to Christ. Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. To place your faith in Christ. You want to be born again. Your friend invited you today. You came on your own. Lift your hand high, high above your head. I want to see your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Lift your hand high. High above your head. Father, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our beliefs. And we thank you for faith in you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank
0: you for listening to this podcast.